0: Hello and welcome to Side Piece Season, the number one side piece podcast in the world. It is what you think it is and it's also not. Today we are going to be talking about communication, so give it up for communication, y'all. A lot of us, most of us, do not do it right. And that's why we're here. So, I'm always stressing the importance of communication. Communication makes every relationship better. It doesn't matter if it's between two people. Communication makes it better. So, there's so much to communication, though. There's nonverbals. Uh, there's what you say, how you say it. Listening, foundational part of communication is listening. You got to listen to me in order to actually respond appropriately and have a good conversation, to hear what I need you to hear and then respond to it or just listen to it. So I'm always talking about communication, but I don't ever, or or up to this point, I haven't really gone deep into communication. So let's start with some of the non-verbals in communication. Body language and energy. Now, it's kind of hard to cultivate your energy. If you're pissed off, in a bad mood, whatever, it's going to be difficult for you to approach me in a a way that would make me want to communicate with you. And you can see this for, for those of you that have dogs out there. Your dog can read your energy. If you come home pissed off, your dog, who would normally jump all over you, kind of looks up and says, "Well, not today." And they just go away. They stay clear until you until you get where you need to be. Right? You're you're ratcheted down a little bit. You let go of whatever stress you have and you can proceed in in a good way. Humans can do the same thing. You can read somebody's energy. You kind of know. Um now, there are times when you can misread it, but you definitely know someone that's upbeat and happy as opposed to somebody that's that's really stressed out or pissed off. Uh, so how do you change your body language? Well, you've got to change the way you think, right? Your thoughts direct everything else. So when you start getting stressed out, you've got to do some things. you got to figure out ways to disengage, ways to stop yourself from getting into the red zone and even if you're in the red zone you have to be mindful of that in a way that you can express that to somebody without turning them away from you if you need them right if you if you just can't talk then simply say hey you know what right now it's not gonna work it's not you it's me I'm pissed and I need to settle down before we can have any kind of conversation and let that go There's nothing worse than having a conversation with somebody that has that, I'm not listening to you, go fuck off, body language. Arms crossed, tapping, breathing heavy, sighing. Nobody wants to have that conversation with that person because they know that they're not really listening at all. Um, So correcting your thoughts, kind of de-stressing, getting yourself down off that ledge, very important stuff, right? The next component is actually listening to what the person is saying. Listening is so underrated um, and it's vital. It's like foundational to a good conversation. A conversation, like are we having a conversation or are we having a dialogue? Sometimes conversations end up being two dialogues that are running parallel or maybe even completely separate away from each other because you'll have somebody asking a question and somebody not answering the question but going on there they've got their three points that they have to get out and it doesn't really matter what you say they are going to get out those three points Um, horrible Uh, the other day I was in the locker room we're changing out one of the guys that's a travel nurse as well asked, hey how long does it take to get over to this other hospital and the person he asked never answered him He told them it wasn't that bad. He talked about the computer system. He talked about the training guys being friendly. He talked about everything. He never answered the question, which was, how long does it take to get from here to there? He just had a point that he wanted to make or several points that he wanted to make, and he just proceeded to say them, and it, it it was very interesting. It was a very graphic display of the fact that you need to shut up and listen, process the information, and then speak. If you're not doing that, you're not really engaged in a conversation. You're just going down your script. And there's some, I I would say ego plays a part in this. Some people have something that, you know, they don't get to talk enough. People don't listen to them. So whenever they get to talk, it's their chance to elevate themselves and make themselves seem bigger than they are, or, or not even bigger than they are, but it's just just their chance. They're on the soapbox. They get to say whatever they want. They've got a captive audience, and they just go with it. That's fine, but incorporate the other persons with what they're saying. At least if you're talking and you want to talk and you don't get to talk, at least you can answer the questions. At least you can find out more about the person so that you can have more to say that might be germane to their situation, that might pertain to them tons of people just don't do that. So uh, communication really depends, I would say lives and dies on listening. If you're not listening, how can you engage in conversation and keep it going and meaningful? Now, one of the big areas that I struggle with to this day, despite the fact that I know not to do it is offering up answers. You don't need to offer up an answer you just don't. Um, sometimes people just need to talk. They just need to get it off their chest. They need to say what they have to say, and you just listen, and in them talking about it and hearing themselves say whatever it is that they say, they come upon the answer that they're looking for. You don't even have to do anything, and you're not responsible for answering the questions. The, the Really, if somebody's dumping all of their struggles and strifes on you. You're not responsible for that. You're not supposed to be the one that fixes it, but you can support them. Sometimes that's all you need is support. So don't feel like you have to come up with an answer. Sometimes the the move is to just shut up and listen and really listen. And when they say whatever they say, you kind of break it down, think about it, throw it around in your head, and then say what they just said to you back to them in a question to get more information. Again, I like the 80-20 rule. In a conversation, my goal is to do 20% of the talking and 80% of the listening. If everybody did that, we'd have much better conversations. Um, On to another subject is stop being lazy in your conversations. We take leisure to the extreme. We're super lazy, quite lazy in how we speak to each other. The move, what you could do, is actually take time. Here's where meditation comes in. Here's where reflection comes in. Figure out exactly what you're feeling. Figure out how you feel. And find the words to best describe that. You might not ever be able to, ex- to explain it completely, thoroughly, and 100%. However, the fact that you never even try and you say the laziest things, um, it's not going to work. One time when I was in the military, Somebody said to me, a lady said to me, I think she was from Greece. And she said to me, seeing you makes my heart smile. I'm smiling just thinking about it. Like that is the dopest thing anybody has ever said to me. Seeing you makes my heart smile. That's, it's very, it's poetic. It's very visual and it makes you feel warm. It made me feel warm anyway. Maybe some of you don't don't like that. But it made me feel fantastic. And I thought, you know, that's probably just a translation of something that she says at home that we don't say in English or at least in America. But it's like, it's so powerful. It's much better than, yo, hey, what's up, man? Good to see you. Seeing you makes my heart smile or shine or whatever, like, that's that's an amazing, amazing way to greet anybody. Now, we can't necessarily or don't necessarily say the same things, right? There's colloquialisms um, that are based on region and heritage and culture and religion and all these things, so we might not have the same beautiful sayings that some other languages might have, but we could say much more beautiful things to each other, much more powerful things to each other, and much more exact things to each other than what we typically say to each other. It's just laziness. We don't really work to get a good grip on our language and, you know, use it to its maximum effect. Um, So I would encourage you, take some time, think about yourself, think about your life, Think about how good it feels to be in the presence of somebody that you know genuinely has warm feelings towards you and then take that and figure out how to communicate at a much higher level so that when you are talking to somebody, you can say exactly what you need to say in the most powerful way that you can say it. I'm not talking about power as in force. I'm talking about like, hey, wow. I came away feeling a certain kind of way after that conversation. That guy just gave me the best compliment I ever had about just a regular everyday thing. I think we distill life down into so many things that are, if it's not a million dollars, if it's not a private jet, if it's not, like it has to be big to be important and meaningful to us. And that's, that's stupid. (laughs) <laughs> because most of us aren't living like that. And, and every day is a gift. Every day is amazing. You have the chance to do anything with your 24 hours. You have the chance to interact in a meaningful, deep way with all of your relationships, kids, adults, coworkers, random people on the street. If somebody was to greet you in a nice way, that's going to that's going to rub off. Energy is contagious. So if you're in a shitty mood, that's contagious. And a little bit of that rubs off on somebody else. If you're in a great mood, also contagious. That rubs off on somebody else. When you're having these conversations, your goal should be to have a complete understanding of the other person in that moment, what they're saying, what they're going through, what they're trying to convey. And you meet them with the same and and I prefer all good energy. Now I know that's not always the case. Sometimes you just can't do it. But all good energy is what I'm after. That's my goal. That's my aim. And I really try to bring that to every interaction. Some days it's easier than others. I'm not I'm not unrealistic. I'm not Mary Poppins over here and thinking that everything's gonna be perfect every day. But If you set out to listen in your conversation, dig deeper into finding out what they're actually saying so that you can understand the message. Because I have a personal theory that no matter how well or eloquent and succinct you may be, you never really convey 100% of what you're thinking because it's two different brains. They're not in sync enough that you could actually get somebody else to understand a hundred percent what you meant it just isn't possible. So knowing that, that pushes me to attempt to communicate even better, because I know that even at its best, it's not going to be perfect. So listen, listen with your whole being, right? Listen with your eyes, listen with your ears, listen with your mind, check it all out, put it all together, get clarification on what you think you heard. Dig, dig, dig. I've said it before about being an interviewer, being an investigative reporter. You know, get, I'm, I'm with that. The 80-20, you know, you talk 20%. You listen 80%. Get that information out there. And then try and actually say, find the words. Don't just blurt things out. Don't be in a rush. Slow down. Pump your brakes. When you're not in a hurry, say what you need to say and stop being lazy with your vocabulary. Figure out how to distill what you feel, what you're saying, what you're going through in the best way possible and transmit that message. This works in all areas of your life. It will improve your job prospects. It will improve all relationships. You're going to be happier, better, stronger, faster, all the good things If you're in a good mindset and you can, you can do that largely with the way you think and the way you speak. So don't be lazy, listen, speak, speak exactly, speak as precisely as you can say what you really mean. And, uh, that's it. So in regards to side PCs in the podcast, you're saying, well, what does this have to do with it? Well, every single relationship that you're in, if you're dating, you can improve that with perfect communication. Let me run that back a little bit. I'm going to bring that back. Not perfect because it's never perfect. Better communication gives you better results in a dating relationship, in a marriage, in a side piece relationship, at work, rafting, (laughs) skydiving, whatever. Any relationship is going to benefit from better communication. When we're at work and we're running a code on a patient, we have this thing called closed loop communication. The idea in closed loop communication is that when somebody says something, the other person that they're talking to will repeat it so that the person that said it knows that what they heard, what they said was heard and will be acted on. And the person that is saying, actually repeating what was said is confirming that we're all on the same page. It works in a crisis. It works in regular everyday life. It'll work for you. And that's it. That's all I got for you today. Um, have a great Friday. You know, have a great weekend. Have a fantastic week. And uh, this is Side Peace Season, the podcast. We are out. You guys have a great week. Hit me up, Instagram, sidepiece underscore season. Hit me up anywhere. Review my podcast. Subscribe to my podcast. And please like my podcast. All right, you guys. Be good, and we will catch you next time. I am out.